when wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy, the judges are drunk, the verdicts are random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. You think us dog people are weird? I know. Horse people. Horse people. Am I right? Yep. Human on top, horse on bottom. Sometimes the other way around. Nope. We're not getting into that so far. Hey, hey, hey. That's interesting. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to True Crimes. Against Wine. (sighs) That's Topher. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is Rachel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Why the big side today, Topher? Um, because I'm excited to try this wine. Are you? Yeah. Are you excited? I am excited. Okay, let's try it. Let's try it. Okay. So what are we drinking today? Today we are drinking, I think it's just a white blend, right? Um, yeah, it just says California white. I know that the grapes come from all over California, so. And it is a screw cap. It is a screw cap. I forgot to turn my phone off. I'm so sorry. That was the state of California calling you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So we're going to smell this thing. Sniff it. Okay. Feeling a little silly today because I'm on iced coffee. And also- (laughs) You're on iced coffee. I am on. It is a hell of a drug. And I'm also sleep deprived. That's a great combo. I'm going to get drunk so fast today. Yes, you are. Smells like a standard white. Yeah. I think it's very aromatic, though. It's got a lot. What are you getting? Because I'm not getting much. Mm. I think the first thing that I'm getting is grapefruit, but like grapefruit peel. Mm. I'm not getting that at all. I will say, I do not like the person we're going to be talking about. So that might be coloring my impression of the wine right now. I love the person that we're talking about. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's taste it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Very standard. Yeah. It's not Special. sweet. It's not dry. It's very table wine. It is table wine, which it's isn't very bad. Easy. And the person who made this has been quoted as saying that they just wanted to create a super easy wine that is for whatever. Which, sure. It's okay. not pretentious. So let's talk about this wine. Okay. Okay. It is Skinny Girl Wine mm-hmm. um, from Bethany Frankel's brand Skinny Girl. Yes, Bethany. On the back, it says, every girl needs a go-to wine, and there is no option more accessible than our Skinny Girl California White! Exclamation point. Which I would say is not exactly true. We had to really look hard to find this. Honestly, it wasn't the most available wine, yeah. but that's fine. This crowd pleaser is a delicious and complex blend of our favorite white varieties mm-hmm. with enticing aromas of peach and apricot. Okay. It's a little bit crisp and a whole lot luxurious and only 100 calories per serving. I'm definitely getting the peach in the palate. Yes, I'm not getting apricot. Mm, I'm not yet either. We'll see what happens. Okay, we'll see. Um, it has been chilled, so. Yeah. I would like to point out that okay. it, it does, as you said, say that it is at 100 calories. Yeah, so that's what glass. I wanted to talk to you about. So this is marketed as like a low-calorie wine option. Mm-hmm. How many calories are generally in a wine glass? 100 calories. Okay, so um, not... It, it could for, <laughs> for like sweeter wines that have more residual sugars. Sure. Or those bigger wines with higher alcohol content. Sure. It can get up to 120 calories. Oh. But this really isn't doing anything special in terms of calories. No, I think that... But there are very few wines that market it. And I think that's kind of the brilliance of this is like, they're not saying that it's a diet wine. 
they're just advertising this is how many calories. They don't even say only 100 calories. They're right. just 100 calories. That's kind of brilliant marketing and business if you think about it. It is. So I will say yesterday when boyfriend and I went to the store to get this wine, mm-hmm. um, we picked up. He's not a big drinker. So he was like, wow, the whole bottle is only 100 calories. That would be truly amazing. And I was like, no, like per glass. And he was like, oh, so it's yeah. It's like it's not different really yeah. than other wines. It's about the same. But again, it's all about the marketing and the product placement. It is. And this is about 10% alcohol by volume. Oh, that's low. It is low. That's kind of surprising to me. That's probably good for me today. We'll see what happens. We will. So you said you love Bethany Frankel. So let's chat about her. Okay. So what do you know about Bethany Frankel? So I know, obviously, I was introduced to her first as one of the Real Housewives I think that's where a lot of us kind of first knew of her. Yeah. And I I really enjoyed her on that show. She was one of my favorites. Mm Mm-hmm. I just really liked the dynamic that she brought to the group. She was one of the more level-headed ones mm-hmm. among them. And as much as people love the drama, sometimes the drama like really stresses me out. So it was always nice to have her come in and just you be need like, a break in yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sometimes she was part of the drama. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but. for sure. Yeah. And then I kind of followed her a little bit after that mm-hmm. with some of the other shows that she had that were kind of showing her as a businesswoman. Yeah. And I really. I've been very impressed with her her head as a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. I think that she's extremely talented, intelligent, very capable. She seems like she takes very good care of her employees too. Like they mm-hmm. I know that she's had some employees for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. They're very loyal to her. And that to me means that she treats them well. Mm-hmm. She's also a major workaholic too. She is, yeah. I we'll mean, get into like her various business endeavors and yeah, all that. I yeah. don't know how she finds time to like sleep, take care of herself. She's a mother. Yeah. And a mother to a fairly young child. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of assume, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but just because of her, her age being yeah. in her forties and everything, you would assume that she has like a child in high school or even college, but she's actually got a much younger child. She does. Yeah. So, okay. I need to tell you why I really don't like her. Okay. Okay. Is this going to make me not like her? Probably so, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so I have to kind of start off. So, of course, with her being on The Real Housewives, she's no stranger to, like, drama or controversy, right? Yes. So she's, you know, the whole premise of The Real Housewives is, like, these rich people getting into fights and taking sides, and it's dramatic, and we love it, and we love the ridiculousness of it, Right. right? So that's kind of part of her public persona. But recently in... September of 2021, so not too long ago. Okay, yeah, that's pretty recent. Pretty recent. She made some comments on her podcast called Just Be with Bethany Frankel. I did not even know she had a podcast. I didn't either, which is fine. That's fine. Not everybody can be as famous as we are. That's that's absolutely true. I wonder if she knows about our podcast. (gasps) She does now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She said some transphobic things. Mm. Oh, no, that's... Yeah. Excuse me. I know. Yeah. It took you by surprise. It did take me by surprise. Yeah. That's, oh, that's so much worse than where I thought you were going to go. I Mm. genuinely thought you were going to be talking about possibly some problematic dieting or body image kind of things, which I know she's kind of bordered on in the past. We can get into that as well. Oh, this is so much worse. What happened was that there was a summer camp for girls in the Hamptons the previous summer that her daughter, who's now like 10 or 11 kind of the preteen age. Right. Went to. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. And there was a, another girl who attended the camp who was a transgender girl. Okay. So this is 
Bethany's quote, and I'm going to read it verbatim. And, and I'm sorry, did you say how old? 10 or 11 10 or 11, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is her quote. It's an all-girls camp, and a person with a penis who identifies as being a girl went to the camp and was in the bunk with the girls. And the girl saw her because it's her because it's a male anatomy, but identifying as a woman. So the other girl saw a penis. Then she goes on to say, they're 9, 10 years old, so the parents obviously weren't that happy. And then she goes on to say, this girl with a penis was making out with a lot of different girls at the camp. Ooh. Yeah. And then she goes on to say about this child, maybe they're going through something. Maybe they want attention. Maybe they're going through a bad breakup. At 10 or 11? Yes. Do you remember that horrific breakup that you had when you were 10 years old? My middle school boyfriend and I who went out for three days. Not even middle school. That's still elementary school age. Yeah. That's so, like, what, like fourth, fifth grade? Yeah. About like fifth grade-ish. Yeah. So she was saying these things on her podcast. People called her out as saying like, hey, that's transphobic. And not just transphobic, but being transphobic toward a child and to a specific to a specific, the, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of layers of problems yeah. in that. I would like to say when you first started out, it sounded more like she was talking about it, not in a negative way from her perspective, but she it sounded like she was calling out other parents. And I was really no. hoping that maybe it was going to continue that no. way. Because it would have been so easy for her to be like, this is how other people reacted to it. But here's my thoughts on this instead, you know? Right. I will say to you, language changes and how we talk about our gender, our sexuality, Race, all those things, like the terms will sometimes change and grow as time goes on. So it's not an issue of her using like outdated terminology. I respect the fact that she used the proper pronoun when referring to this child, but to continuously draw attention to this child's genitalia is really weird to me. And I understand that she's talking about how like, well, these 10 and 11 year old girls saw this penis multiple times. I get that, but we're still talking hmm, about a child. Child. And I have to say like- I don't really think that's necessarily the case to begin with. I don't feel like it necessarily is. I feel like, I she's, also, I feel like she's kind of exaggerating and maybe harping on something yeah. that didn't exist. And also her portraying this kid is somehow overly sexual kind of that's, falls into that's that weird stereotype of trans people tricking right. so people, I, yes. you know, which is gross and I weird that have, she's participating in that. that. That was one of the major problems yeah. for me. I felt like, first of all, as you were reading her quote, Mm -hmm. even children who are brought up by their parents to be very comfortable with who they are and accepting of who their their heart and their brain and everything is telling them that they are rather than what their biological situation is, even those kids are going to feel self-conscious about being so different to everyone around them. And I don't feel like even a confident self-assured transgender girl is going to feel completely comfortable just letting it all hang out in front of all of these other girls who are built differently I don't think than them. Any 10 or 11 year old girl is gonna feel confident like letting her body out because that's an age where you start to be very hyper aware of yourself. I know that for me at and that a lot age, of girls are going boy, through I, puberty and menstruation. Right. There's a lot of like confusion and discomfort around your body 100%. anyway. But I don't think anybody's like, hey, let it all hang out. So it's, <laughs> it's almost like you have to pick a lane in this conversation. Like, are we overreaching by imagining this scenario? Or is this just a group of the most body positive children we've ever seen? In which case. Very is, progressive. Which in case th- this is not sexual. Children. <laughs> right. The other thing that really stuck out to me was talking about making out. Yes. And I'm like. 
are children that age making like are girls that age making out with each other? No. You hear about like sleepovers where girls like no, practice that's, making that's, out. That's an age where like you maybe kiss somebody, like yeah. you give a peck on the cheeks and then you or lips, and, and then you're like, like, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. That's not like full on tongue on tongue right. action because that's if, weird. If these girls, she said that. Yeah, if these girls are actually making out with each other, then there's a problem that has nothing to do with a transgender right. girl like, being okay, in the room. These children who are on the verge of puberty, but, like, are displaying sexual behaviors that are maybe they're still too young for. Right. Which isn't, like, what what's going on with that? But I don't think that's And why would you be more concerned about a 10-year-old girl that, using Bethany's rhetoric, her has language. a penis... Yeah, her language. ...making out with a girl that was born with a vagina... Right. ...versus... Because it's not just those two making out. It's also the other girls making out right. the biologically female at birth right girls making out with each other that's still a sexual act if that's what's right. happening right which so, should be concerning for kids that age yeah, it's, yeah. This is, i understand that there there are problems if this story is true with things that might have happened well but those problems have nothing to do with a transgender girl being in the group correct and it's then, more of like why are my children this young introducing themselves or why are they being introduced to these sexual concepts at this age. Why are we as parents not having conversations with our individual right. children? Yeah, that's much more to well, me. Well, and then her, her final quote that I read, like, suggesting that somehow this child was posing as trans for attention no. because of a, quote, bad breakup. That's weird. That's so weird. And so... Like, do you mean a bad breakup between her parents? No, she meant for the child, <laughs> which is so bizarre. That's and then so she bizarre. went on a whole thing about pronouns, too. Oh, and like, no. My daughter doesn't even know what her pronouns are. And why are we talking about I'm like, your daughter doesn't know parts of speech. Does she? Like 11 years old. Does she what? mean that her daughter might be trans? No. That's well, not then, what she means. Well, then she knows what her pronouns I are. I know, but you, you, I mean. Why is this such a hard concept for people to so, understand? Yeah. And the problem with this was not just what Bethany said on the podcast, but it was also in the follow-up conversation. I was going to ask you about that because I do yeah. know that she has in the past had a problem with doubling down when she gets called out about And guess speech. what she did? Did she double down? She doubled down. Damn it, Bethany. Yeah. So she That's kept saying to people, like, you took this out of context. Oh. You need to go back and listen again. Like, no, we didn't. Those what were context makes this... On what your, context changes the meaning of this? Right. On your podcast that you choose to put out into the world. There was tr- no, like, misquoting or taking no. out of context. You had complete control of the situation. It's very clear what the meaning behind this is. Correct. That's, that yes. is really shitty. I, I really hate to hear that. Yeah, and she was very, of course, very defensive. I was like, I'm not transphobic, blah, 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 blah. And I've had conversations <sighs> with people before, and yeah. this, this applies to so many different concepts when people get called out, whether yeah. it's racist rhetoric, mm-hmm. homophobic rhetoric, any kind of bigoted rhetoric, right. basically. So many people, when they get called out, their first instinct is to be, but I'm not transphobic. And it's like, maybe you are, maybe you're not. Right. But what you're saying is is transphobic and it's based on transphobic ideology. So it's not even just the wording that's bad. It's the ideology that forms the wording. Yeah. And it could be that you just don't understand why that is. And that's why it's important that you sit down and shut up and listen listen. so that we can help inform you so that you have a a more fully informed opinion about this. And I think that is a I'm guilty of that. Right. But I think even then that's a different situation than maybe you said something without thinking or you used words or terms that are outdated now, like, and then later 
someone pointed it out or you realize like, oh, crap, like that wasn't what I meant mm-hmm. or I, I said something and I right. had a, a bad result, even though my intention wasn't initially bad. Well, <sighs> I will the, say the willing, the unwillingness on her part to own up and to hear the criticism is what's that's, the problem. That's where it well, goes south part of for the me. Big problem, yeah. yeah, that's where it goes south for me because I'm willing to extend as a member of the community with a trans non-binary sibling. Yeah. I'm willing to extend a lot of grace to people because it's very recent that we've been having these conversations openly. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that people don't understand. And I look at myself as somebody who grew up in the South and used to say, I don't have a racist bone in my body. Sure. And I've, I've been made to realize in the past decade that I have a lot of racist bones in my body. I don't even know that until it's pointed out. There are a lot of things that I say that's not even just using the wrong wording or something. It's that, again, the ideology behind what I'm saying is actually inherently racist. And I didn't even realize it because I didn't fully think it through. I didn't understand where that ideology was coming from or what it was fully implying about the person that I'm talking about. But like you said, that's when someone comes to you and says, hey, we need to have a conversation about why what you just said is wrong. Right. And it's so important that we sit there and listen to it. Because right. the more I say, no, but I'm not racist. Stop telling me I'm racist. That's just me excusing my own bad behavior and not being willing to grow and learn. And that's so much worse than what I initially did. Yes. And I appreciate you saying this, too, because I think there's a difference between seeing yourself as a generally good person mm-hmm. But also recognizing that you have flaws and biases that maybe you weren't even aware of and being willing to listen and understand and grow. Right. And we can't be too hard on ourselves in those moments because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And we we didn't come up with these ideas, these wrong and harmful ideologies and ideas on our own. They were passed on to us by people. Sure. And it's part of society at large, too. 100%. But that's that's so different than saying or doing these things, even if you don't think your intentions are bad, but then refusing. Yes. To listen when that somebody me, calls you out. That's where the real, not that what you did before wasn't wrong, okay. but that's where yeah. the real wrongdoing, because now you're it's intentional. Conti- yeah, and you're continuing You're doing it with the do knowledge. Harm. Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah. this is a really fun episode. Yeah, so great start. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I really hate to hear that. That that changes a lot of my view of her. Like yeah. I said, she, she's been unwilling to grow with certain things in the past, and I probably shouldn't have granted her as much grace as I did in those moments. But this really kind of confirms for me that, man, when you're not willing to grow, you don't really have a whole lot of place in my life. I don't have the time or the room for Yeah, I I absolutely hear you on that. And the fact that this was directed at a kid Mm. is especially abhorrent It really is. It's such a perpetuation of these really harmful and fallacious Yeah, and not that it would be okay if this were directed towards an adult. It just makes it, it, this is an even more vulnerable person. Yes, like, yes, because this person is young. They're figuring themselves out in their place in the world. Right. They may not have a lot of people advocating for them or people who are on their side supporting them. And for an adult who's famous and has a big platform to come out and say these shitty things is really important. Absolutely. All that's to say I'm not a fan (laughs) of Bethany Frankel. Well, are you a fan of the wine? It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's easy. It's not bad it's, by any means. No, it's not a bad wine. Um, I it's mean, not it was, a good wine. How much was it? Like $9? Yeah, it was like nine, nine bucks. I think close to 10 with tax, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's inexpensive. I will say, 
and you can go back and listen to one of our mini sodes about buying mm-hmm. wines that are ten dollars and under. For that price range, I have had many wines that are much, much better. better. I've yeah. had a lot of wines that are much worse too. I will say. Oh, that. for sure, yeah. Um, but I think that for nine dollars, I can get you something that's really. I amazing. think if somebody brought this wine to you while you're hanging out having a pool day, like I'd be fine. fine, whatever. Fine. Is this a wine I would see at the store and be like, "Oh, let's grab a bottle." No. No. Is this a wine that if I brought it for you for your anniversary, you would be super? <gasps> My anniversary for what? Uh, you have many anniversaries. Oh. There's the anniversary that you have with boyfriend. Yes. There's your anniversary with fact checker. Yes. Ooh, I don't even know what that is. He's not here to check the facts. He's Damn not it. here to check the facts. <laughs> He's still at home with a newborn. He is. Yeah. Who, our newborn also doesn't know their pronouns, but that's because... Your newborn's a dog. My newborn is a dog. Yes. And does not understand grammatical structures. It's very true. <laughs> they are aware that they have a penis. Oh, do they look at a lot? A lot. But they also look their butthole, so... As women do, too. As women do. Very progressive. <laughs> so your puppy's a progressive puppy? So my puppy is very progressive. Yeah. Puppgressive. Uh, nice. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So you want to talk about her life then? Or? Let's talk about her life. Maybe there's okay. some fun, at least like, <laughs> uh, I just so disappointed. I know. I'm so disappointed. But you know what? There is still interesting things to say. Oh, sure. Yeah. And we can, and we can dive into that too, especially in the context of the Real Housewives. And, and now I don't feel bad for maybe taking a little bit more of a stance than I would have before on some of her more controversial issues because I don't have any sense of loyalty anymore. Absolutely not. Fuck you. So let's get into it. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. So she was born November 4th, 1970. So she's 51. She'll be 52 this year. Her yeah, father, so she did have her daughter late, later in life. Later in yeah, life, yeah. 40, 41. Like 40, yeah. Her dad was a Jewish horse trainer, and her mom was Catholic. They split when she was four years old. Is that why you're wearing your um, necklace today that has yes. the cross and the... Yes, the, the Star Lahayim. of David, yeah. The Lion, the Star I, of David. I'm convinced that's what it says in the middle. It says Zion. I actually, like, There's ask no way people to read. There, people read Hebrew, too. I read Hebrew earlier, and you said I was wrong. Because you don't really read it. I am anyway, married to a Jewish man. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, so her, her dad and mom split when she was very young. Her mom remarried another man who was also a horse trainer. Well, she has a type. Her oh, mom so that's clearly does. oddly specific. You said upstate New York? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. then I guess that's, not oddly specific. Yeah. yeah. That is horse trainer. But it's still, like, a very small but important in their minds community. It's very lucrative. I know it that. is very I mean, lucrative. people spend yeah. money on their horses. Yeah. You think, you think us dog people are weird? I know. Horse people. Horse people. Am I right? Yep. Human she on said, top, horse on bottom. Sometimes the other way around. Nope. We're not, <laughs> nope. We're not getting into that, Topher. No torso, just neck and head. Topher? With yes, two sir. legs. <laughs> that's how you make centaurs. You have to have one that's that way. I do and not want to get into the- how centaurs are made with you. <laughs> you are no fun today. I know. I'm just a party pooper. She said she had a very turbulent childhood that her mom and her stepfather had a lot of, like, drunken fights. Oh, no. She's called her mom an alcoholic before. Her and her mom still have a very strained relationship. Her mom has said that, like, Bethany's spread lies about her. So it's not—it wasn't a great upbringing, let's say that. Hmm. She was kind of shipped around to different boarding schools. She ended up graduating from NYU with a degree in psychology and communications. Oh, that's interesting. I would have thought she would be in, like, marketing or something. Yeah, but I guess communications is kind of like a catch-all. Yeah. Kind of businessy. Yeah, 
And psychology is very useful when it comes to marketing and that, things that like that. That is very true, too. Product development. She moved to California to try to pursue an acting career. It didn't really work out. But she was a personal assistant to producer Jerry Bruckheimer. Okay. And worked on the show Saved by the Bell. Oh, interesting. It was like a yeah. production assistant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. She then started a catering company in L.A. and did, like, healthy cookies, like the low-fat cookie kind of yeah. thing. It's funny. I always forget just because of... I don't know why, actually, because she's mentioned it several times. I always forget that she has a big background in, like, culinary arts and, and things like that. And she did go to culinary school for a little mm-hmm. bit before switching to NYU. Yeah, she's actually a very good cook. She's, she's You've done... You've had her food? Uh, yeah, in that episode that I was in, in The Real Housewives. Oh, I have to go back and watch that. Yeah, it's it's a deleted scene. Like, don't bother looking for it. Okay. But, uh, no, but, like, she... There's been several episodes where she cooks dinner. Like, mm-hmm. when they go on vacations, Yeah, she'll cook dinner for everyone. Which and, is nice. Yeah. And the stuff that she makes always looks amazing. Like, she does really cool tartars and ceviches mm-hmm. and fun things like that. Yeah. Which cool. some people would say isn't cooking because it's served raw. However, you have I to be careful chopping. with that shit. you got to prepare it just right. Otherwise, right. you can make people sick. Yep. That's true. I will say I do like when... People go on vacation in a big group and different people take turns cooking. So fun. We did really that on, our, that. We on did. our vacation, on our team event. Our team retreat. Did. Yes. Our that company was, resort. That was really fun. Building. We took, <laughs> we were in a very, very nice house. Thank we you were. to your Aunt Julia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we took like a different, every single night, a different couple would make dinner. Yeah, and it was that was a, fun. It was a fun way to like share your interests and kind of your tastes with other people. Yeah. I loved how, you know, our one friend and uh, her then boyfriend made that amazing, what was it? It's an Uruguayan dish, right? Mm-hmm. Where she's originally from. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. You made something really great with, it was like an Asian. With boyfriend? With boyfriend. <laughs> uh, and then I made the roasted chicken and all yes. that. So that was, that was a good time. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. I, I do like that. So I guess point to her for cooking for people. <laughs> I'll give you one point. You're still in the negative. You're still in the negative, girl. So, yeah, she started doing more of, like, kind of the catering healthy cookie thing. And then she first ended up on Martha Stewart's The Apprentice. Martha Stewart had an apprentice? Yeah, so it was, like, an offshoot from the Stupid Idiots one. Uh, Was Martha Stewart on that? No. Ever? She wasn't? I don't think so. I, well, like I'm, saying no very, I'm saying no very confidently. I could be wrong. We'll cover that when we do Martha's episode. Sure. Yeah. Good question. But yeah, so, so Martha Stewart had her own version of The Apprentice, not with celebrities, just like normal people. And Bethany Frankel. I don't Frankel, Bethany would like you calling her a normal person. All right. She's abnormal. <laughs> she got into the finalists. So she was one of two finalists on that show. I'm telling you, as problematic as a lot of what she has said and done is... She's got a great head for business. She's a very savvy she, person. She is savvy, and she knows how to work her way up. Oh, she's got that hustle Because that down. then launched her into the Real Housewives of New York. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that makes mm-hmm. sense. You make that, you break through in reality. Yeah. Maybe. So that, like, really got her going. Let's pull up on our glasses yes, a little please. bit. Yes, Tell me when you're ready for the cross-examination, too. Okay. I think, I think maybe in a couple minutes, probably. Okay. So after I finish filling up my glass of red? <laughs> yeah, we can do that. All right. So, yeah, that launched her into Real Housewives. So she was originally on Real Housewives from 2008 until 2010. Okay. Then she took a little break. Then she came back in 2011. Right. She had some spinoffs, as you know, like 
Bethany getting married or Bethany ever after. They kind oh, of I never saw that one. on the title. I know she, she had the real estate guy, one. So yeah, she's had a, a rocky relationship past and yeah. some tragedies too. She has. Um, she had her one season talk show. God, I didn't know about that either. It lasted in one season. It yeah. wasn't big. She had an HBO Max show last year called I, The Big Shot with Bethany. I don't really think that was I watched well it. watched. I watched it. Did I thought like it was it? good. I, I did like yeah. it. Um, again, I just, until recently. Yeah. Until very, very recently, actually. I just really have enjoyed seeing the aspects of her personality as she's a, both a boss, a businesswoman, mm-hmm. and tries to be a very transparent person. Yeah. And she is a very transparent person. I will say that. I don't think that there's a whole lot about her that's fake. Now, I do, I, some of I that transparency is very that. problematic or it reveals problematic things. Well, I but. think it's the reaction. I think it's the defensive reaction of always yeah. doubling down, yeah. which is the problem. Like, if that's your go-to response when you're criticized, mm-hmm. to me that shows, one, an unwillingness to be reflective and to examine yourself, and two, an insecurity with yourself. Yes, very much so. I was, I was about to say, there's nobody in the world that feels so confident about what a great person they are. Right. That they just genuinely believe that there's no area for growth. Right. Actually, I take that back. There are people like that, and those people are actually very low in intelligence. Narcissistic. They're narcissistic Assholes. and they're low in intelligence. Yeah. They don't have the capability to fully right. realize ideas. And that's not to say you have to take every bit of criticism and internalize it or listen to it, because sometimes criticism isn't valid. Sometimes criticism but, isn't valid, but you only really can learn to recognize what valid criticism is as opposed to invalid criticism mm-hmm. by at first taking everything and in listening. and listening. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. have to develop that skill. That's and not that's an inherent thing. And that's where she thing. falls flat is she just doesn't yeah. do that. So let's get into our quiz. Let's do it. Okay. So this is a multiple choice quiz. It's been a while since we've had it one. It has been a while. I feel, yeah. I feel like... This is going to give me a little bit of an edge. Mm. You tend to get me with the the true-false, of course. I do. You tend to completely invalidate my very correct answers when it's fill-in-the-blank, mm-hmm. which fact-checker has tried to call you out on before. <laughs> But you tend oh, it's to. Been fact you tend I double to, down. You double down. You <laughs> you don't understand the validity of the criticism. Mm, uh-huh. Okay. So which one of these is not one of her Real Housewives of New York taglines? Oh, I'm, I'm going to be good at this one. I think you are. So I'm starting you off strong. Okay. okay. Option A. If you can't handle the truth, you can't handle me. Option B. When life gives me limes, I make margaritas. Option C. There's nothing gray about my gardens. Nope, I know who that is. Option D, I'm not a housewife, but I am real. So which one is not? Which one is not? Not. Uh, it's the, there's nothing great about my gardens. Correct. Who said that? Sonia Morgan. Yes. Two celebratory sips for you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I remember Sonia doing that because she was getting a lot of criticism about the state of her townhouse. Yes. Um, that she inherited from like the J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Morgan. And I thought that was actually a really funny quote. That's because funny. Because she's, she's also like notoriously very... I don't want to say slutty but because yeah. people tend to... When gays say that you're being slutty, by the way, that's actually a compliment. Yes. So don't come for me. She's very Samantha Jones. She's very Samantha Jones. Okay. She also... she I don't know. She's just very free with her body. Mm-hmm. And for like a woman of a certain age, I think it's really fun and funny of her uh-huh. to make little digs at herself like that, you know? She's like in on the joke. That's what I love about her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that... I, I love that tagline. 
Like, there's nothing gray about my garden. Mm-hmm. No, and say, we're going to do some taglines later, are we not? We are. You Woo! should tune into our TikTok because it's going to be fun. Yeah, tune in at 8, 7 Central for TikTok. <laughs> and they do have live TikToks. We they are not do. doing live TikToks. We are not doing that because we don't know how, honestly. I Yeah, no, I don't know how. Also, I, <laughs> I am an elder millennial. I yes. don't like doing FaceTimes. I don't like phone calls. I don't. I don't want to communicate with you in real time. No. You want to communicate and then let it rest. Let it rest. Edit. Then you hear back. Edit. Yes. Then you hear back. Yeah. Let it sink in. I'm I'm much better. And this is more from like my dating days. Mm. I hated when guys would be like, oh, we should FaceTime or can you call me on the phone? Oh my God. It's like late at night. They're like, don't you want to like talk until we fall asleep? And I'm like, no. No. First of all, that sounds like a nightmare. Second of all, I'm not going to fall asleep because somebody's fucking talking to me. Okay. Thirdly, I am much more charming and witty through the written, through the written, (laughs) (laughs) the written word. Yes. How good are your writing skills, Topher? Keep talking. They're fantastic. My writing skills are so fantastic. (laughs) I'm a sexy baby. You are. When you talk on the phone, are you like a pacer? Do you pace around when you talk? I used to be. Now I get so exasperated and exhausted at the thought of actually having to have a conversation with somebody Mm. that I just put it on speaker and I lay on the couch like I'm dying. Okay. I'm a pacer. Yeah. So when I, back when I was like starting to date again and I hadn't dated in like the modern technology era. Yeah. It's like the FaceTime calls and stuff. I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do? Just like sit still and hold this thing in front of my face. I hate that. Trying not to get like my double chin in. Right. Because there's so much, like, first of all, when somebody just randomly is like, oh my God, will you FaceTime me? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I need preparation. I may not be. To get ready. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to let you see me just randomly. Ugh, no. That's not happening. That's just like if, if, like, during like sexy texts and stuff, and they'd be like, Send me a picture of you right now, like I'm lying in bed or whatever. I would scroll through and find like old pictures. Yeah, because like, I don't have time to stage like, this right I am now. Sitting eating Cheez Its. <laughs> I am loose Cheez Its out of my bedside drawer, as we know I do. Right. Crumbs are all over me. I'm not wearing I'm a shirt, mess. so it's like yellow crumbs all in my chest hair. Unless that's what they want. I mean, honestly, Fat Checker finds that kind of thing pretty attractive <laughs> as long as I don't get it in the sheets. Okay. And then you also got to think about like, man, I was very comfortable in the position that I was sitting in. And it's not The lighting was at the perfect level. Yeah. Like now I've got to change everything just so I can take this picture, send it to you, then spend all the time getting it back into the original, like what we were. And then probably what you're going to do is ask for follow-up. Follow-up. No, that's too much work. Like you that. get what you get. Like in person... Yeah. You can like In charm and bullshit your way 100%. through. 100%. I will also paint you a word picture. With the Witten word. With the Witten wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question to you. Okay. Bethany Frankel was a nanny to which currently famous person? Kim Kardashian. Paris Hilton. Chet Hanks. Oh, you mean she was their nanny, not yes. like. She was they their were nanny employed. when they were a child. Okay. Like, for a second, sorry. I was like, she's, these people are too young for <laughs> her to be employed by them. And Paris doesn't even have any children. What was she the nanny to? The dog? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. It, I, you wouldn't surprise to be? I wouldn't surprise. <laughs> the wine's kicking in, guys. It said 10%, but it may be lying. All right, let's try again. Yeah, okay. When this currently famous person was a child, 
she was a nanny to them. Was this person A, Kim Kardashian, B, Paris Hilton, C, Chet Hanks, or D, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, when she still lived out in L.A. times? She lived in the L.A. times? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I don't think it's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Okay, we're eliminating him. Do you know who Chet Hanks is? He's Tom Hanks's son. Yeah, and Rita the, Wilson's. The old, older one? Nope. No. He's the younger one. Oh, he one. is. Okay, so yeah. He's, he's the problem one. The Is he the rapper? Yes. He gets it from Rita. You got the worst parts of Rita. I don't think him. Okay. So between Kim and Paris. Man, that's, that's tough. I could honestly see it going either mm. way. Paris? I'm going to go with Paris. Celebratory sip. Yes. Hell yeah, Tober, look at you go. I only got three for two, by the way, because you got the bonus question. You're doing oh, really shit. well, yeah. I did get the bonus question. Yeah. Like I said, though, I know my taglines. You do know your taglines. Yeah. yeah. I put that in there just so you'd feel I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate the bone that you threw me. I'm a good assessment designer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. <laughs> Bethany posed nude for which organization? Mm. A, Red Cross. Do they have nude models? Listen up. B, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Oh, my God. Stop it. C, (laughs) Hurricane Katrina Relief. Ooh, okay. Or D, PETA. I really want to say St. Jude's Children's Hospital because that's so inappropriate. And you know she doubled down afterwards. I didn't say this organization asked you for for, for the nude. She was just like, here's my nudes. (laughs) Like flyers that she just like littered the halls with. And just like stole a logo. Right. I'm going to say PETA, but only because that's the only one that I know for sure. I've seen celebrities do new yeah, things. Yeah, it's, like, okay. it's PETA, yeah. And they usually have, like, a baby tiger they're holding or, like... A piece of lettuce covering their nipple yes, or something. Or, like, one of the really weird ones I saw once was, like, somebody holding... And it was obviously a fake fish, mm. but it was a very large, like, cod or something in mm. front of their breasts. And I'm like, PETA, why would you do that? You can't hold fish out of you just killed that fish they can survive a little bit with air i don't think they can for, for like a few seconds they could for how long does it take to pose and take we just talked about the amount of preparation <laughs> okay that's true it's a lot of preparation time and this fish looked very dry like Ooh. it wasn't like dripping what, water it wasn't moisturized no maybe some maybe one of the production assistants was like, like misting, misting it, it yeah <laughs> So where I'm pet sitting right now, uh-huh. it's an older house and there was like years ago, there was some flooding, but there's still like some residual moisture in like the walls and stuff. Mm. So they run a dehumidifier at night mm-hmm. and Fact Checker and I were joking that I dry out very easily. So I needed to keep like my mister close to me. Mm. Did you dry out? Um, no, because I had my mister. Were you misting yourself in I your was. sleep? I'm a beautiful orchid. Did you set a timer like every two hours wake up and like mist yourself and go back to sleep? I did. I really need one of those air freshener things that's on a timer. Ooh, you but know I could just need? put Evian water into it. Okay. You know at the grocery store and their produce? Oh yeah. They have like the automatic things. Yeah. But I love it when they when make it, it so like Yes, I was about to say, like Kroger does. Yes. yes. That's the you best. You just need to like get one of those for your home. I do have a noise machine on mm-hmm. my or noise like noise app on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I, you can like do your own custom sound mixtures. So mine is a mixture of pouring rain, thunderstorm, and waves crashing on a beach. Oh, nice, yeah. So honestly, like, 
So your husband is lost at sea and you're out on the widow's walk looking for him? 100%. Okay. And it is definitely like Charlotte Bronte times. Thank you. Yes. Okay. What else could it be? I'm drenched through. Like you can see through to my petticoat. (gasps) My ringlets have lost their ring. Like (gasps) very sodden wet. We all know I'm going to get the consumption from this. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Because that's how you get tuberculosis is by being out in the rain. Yep. That's how it works. No questions. I might... Just be taking a walk on a very gently inclined hill in the rain, slip and completely twist my ankle, have to get fucking Willoughby to come and yeah. throw me over his shoulder and carry me back home to my cottage. Yeah. It's a perilous world out there. It is. I love that you've created this complex nighttime soundscape for yourself. Very much so. It's comforting to me. Does Fact Checker have to also dress up in like period costumes? He refuses to, and we are in a fight about it. <gasps> he just knows that we'd be having sex 24-7 if he dro- dressed up in period costumes. Yeah, he wouldn't get any peace. Yeah. <laughs> he did dress up in a period costume once, but he misunderstood the assignment, mm. and it was just blood-soaked clothes. Mm. That's how women's periods work. Yes, I know. Head to toe. Yes. Carry. <laughs> All right, next question. So she faced a little bit of controversy. No. Yes. (laughs) In 2014, when she, A, wore her four-year-old daughter's pajamas on Instagram, B, said that Skinny Girl brand would never make clothing in the double digits, because they also make clothing. I did not know that. Yep. C, claimed to have done more for Bravo than Andy Cohen, or D, Posted nudes of her estranged husband on Twitter. I don't feel like she would post nudes of her estranged husband. That okay. doesn't seem like something that she would do. Okay, we're eliminating that. That one was not true, so. A, B, or C. All three of those sound like something she would do. I can definitely see her saying some snarky comment about how she does a lot, like, more for the network than mm. Andy Cohen does. Um, and honestly, she wouldn't be wrong. Andy Cohen, I don't know what he does, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I didn't know we were coming after Andy Cohen today. And I'm not you a fan. You want to talk about Andy Cohen? You want to talk about him? What Did he ever go in the restaurant? Several times. Ooh. And here's, okay, so he's always kind of, even his television persona gives me a little bit of a skeezy it, vibe. Yeah. yeah. However, when I see you come in and every time you come into my restaurant when you're in Atlanta, you have a different, ex, like, extremely young like I'm sure they're legal but they don't look legal Mm. young twinkie little boyish kind of thing Mm -hmm. and now I'm not trying to like I'm not age shaming or anything like that but there's something about a man of a certain age whether he's gay or straight Mm -hmm. who seems to exclusively go for people who look borderline as though they could be under the age of 18 or even even 18 it's like when you're in your 40s. Like yeah, it feels mm. predatory. Yeah. And it's like, absolutely. I totally on the one hand, that. I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that your proclivities are going towards someone who is technically legal, regardless of even if they don't look like they're legal. That's still, but still, it gives me that vibes. That's when you're staying on the right side of the law. That's how it feels. But you are, but your, th- your intentions are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm yeah. not saying that that's the case. Maybe he just, Really likes allegedly. Maybe he loves getting like the semen of the young on his nope. face. Hover. Why will? Why do you constantly stifle me? <laughs> stifle your semen talk. I'm trying to talk you about very important things. You ruined me with spurgling. 
<laughs> He's not stealing it. It's not a spurglery if it's given to you voluntarily. Or even like there's a transactional kind of thing. He is buying them dinner at a really nice restaurant. Well, good for them, I guess. Maybe at the end of the day, I'm just jealous because I don't look that young. I look every you I look every do. bit of the 22 years that I am. Mm, yeah, you do hate people who are younger than you. I hate them so much. You do. do you hate your newborn? No, no. We're not in competition. No? For the cutest in the house? He knows he's the cutest in the yeah. house. He's a baby. <laughs> can I get him in like a little award that he can wear on his collar? Yes. And get you one that says runner up? Can we can we get very problematic little baby tees for him to wear that have oh my like God. sexualized slogans on them? I hate those them? things. Neither of us have children, but those things make me want to barf when I oh see them. Oh my God. No. On human children? Gross. On fur babies? Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. On a dog, it's amazing. Yeah. I or would a like fat to, guinea pig. I would like to also point out, since we were talking about problematic trans issues. Okay, and we are going to get you to answer this question yes, at some point, too. Yes. <laughs> but bringing it back to the problematic trans yes. issues, if you are listening and you have some confusion about this, mm-hmm. and you are buying into the propaganda that's out there, that our agenda is to sexualize children. No. Then you need to realize that talking about pronouns and allowing people to live authentically has nothing to do with a sexual act. Correct. And if you are one of those people who speaks about the small children in your life by saying, this one's going to be a heartbreaker or, oh, is that your little girlfriend or boyfriend over there? That's creepy. Let it be a kid. You are sexualizing a child. Absolutely. So don't get it twisted. Yeah. Just some food for thought for you as you process some of these ideas we're talking about today. Let it sit. Digest it. Yeah. Poop it out. Yeah. Then you can think about your next step. So, so, okay, so does, did so Bethany say that she does more spurgling than nope. Andy Cohen? So option A was. The pajamas. Pajamas on Instagram. pajamas. And this option is 2014. 2014. 2014. So eight years ago. So the timing, well, I guess you're tricky that way. Of course, you're going to do like, I'm sorry, I just touched your boob. Yeah, you kind of graced <laughs> me a did. little bit. Yeah, you would obviously, with your trickster god self, get the timing right. So that that could be a, a you trap. know I'm a math expert. This is basic math. Even we <laughs> even we can do this math. Somehow we can. Somehow we do. So pajamas. What mm-hmm. was the second one? Said skinny girl would never make clothing oh, in the double digits. So I can also see that being a mm-hmm. thing because I know she said some problematic things about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. body. Yeah, we'll issues. get into her body stuff. Mm, it's it's kind of between that or the Andy Cohen one. I'm gonna go with Andy Cohen. Mm-mm, that was wrong. <gasps> Take a sip and shake. Was it? Was it number two? No, it was option A. So. First of all, how do you fit in your four-year-old's pajamas? Because Bethany Frankel is a tiny person. But she's got big boobs. Well, they're, it doesn't matter whether they're fake or real. But she still put her four-year-old's pajamas on herself. They button up? No. The thing is like elastic waist. Like a lot of kids' stuff is elastic waist. Mm. I guess she could have like stretched out the chest. Yeah. And I'm sure it was like crop top kind of territory at that point too. She put these on, put the picture on Instagram saying like, oh, wearing my four-year-old's clothes. Think we're ready to start sharing like clothing yet? Ha 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 ha. Which I can see her (laughs) not realizing is. Mm. I think the motivation was innocent. I think. You don't think there were a lot of subconscious things behind that. I think that there were subconscious things, but I think yeah. that the motive, the actual motivation fair. was innocent. So when she posted that, people responded saying, hey, 
you may not mean anything bad by this, basically, but be aware that, like, as your daughter gets older, you need to be very intentional about what you say or don't say around her to not give her a complex about her body. And then she doubled down, of course, and was like, posted a snarky thing, like, oh my gosh, real housewife celebrity wears her daughter's pajamas and people are upset about it. Mm." Which is the gist. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but... I'm going to say something controversial right now. (gasps) Topher. Topher, don't get us canceled. I can see a little bit of both sides. I can see for sure where there's potential problematic, regardless of her motives. I can see how it's potentially problematic. Obviously, I don't like that she constantly doubles down. Yes. However, I also don't think that it's appropriate for strangers to tell celebrities, this is how I think you should be parenting. That's not okay. That's also an invasion of uh, okay. an overstep. I, I'm going to push back on you in that because as a woman who grew up as a girl and I became aware of my body very early on in ways that were very unhealthy. And some of that was comments from family members. I, I got and a lot it, of the and, same and it thing, wasn't yeah. necessarily intended in a bad way but like hearing somebody that like you know in your family that like you look up to and you love and respect say things like oh I'm so fat or I'm like pointing to their stomach or something and then thinking well like I I take after you does that mean that like I'm fat or I'm bad or I'm wrong yeah or what if I'm I hear you say that and I'm bigger than you and I'm bigger than you right exactly and like that can really affect people and I also like right now too like I'm a person who's bigger than her mom. Like, I'm taller than she is. I'm physically wider than she Like, I'm bigger than she mm-hmm. is. And when my mom says things about, like, her body kind of putting herself down, I'm like, well, How do you does that by extension, like, yeah, does that extend to me as well? Right. And, like, if you think negatively about yourself, I mean, you have no cause yeah. to you, but do you also extend that to me? And if so, like, that hurts. I totally agree with you on that. I think where I'm coming from is is the idea of what if a total stranger were to reach out to your mother on social media and tell her. Oh, sure. That would be inappropriate. It would be inappropriate. And that's what I'm saying is that, yes, I think it's valid that her daughter, that people be concerned that her daughter is going to hear things that could be potentially harmful to her and and shape her in a different way. Yeah. But when in the history of social media has it ever been productive or a positive outcome for a stranger to be like, I don't think that you're being a good parent because you're doing this. Well, but that I don't causes think all, people to I don't, push back. And it does. Like, and I totally understand that. And I'm sure some of the comments were framed very negatively and like mm-hmm. not in a way that would be received. But some of the other comments were framed in ways of saying, like, hey, please be aware of this sort of thing. Yeah. Like your daughter's very young now, but she's gonna start to become very aware of this stuff right. as she grows. And you don't want to do something that would be unintentionally hurtful towards your kid. I wish that that's how everyone would just phrase things. Yeah. Because I will say from my own personal experience, even when I am in the wrong and and I'm getting multiple feedback, yeah. when the majority of it, and I'm sure it was the majority of it because people are vicious online. Oh, absolutely. When the majority of people are phrasing things in a very aggressive, negative your response is to push back sort of and thing. say, yeah. no, and it's so not it, your business. Don't tell me what to do. And it distorts how you view even the yeah. well-phrased and yeah. gentle and humble sort of responses. Yeah. 
you just lump them in with everything else. Like it becomes very negative white noise at that point. It does. So I I, I will say, obviously, I'm not going to defend Bethany Frankel's character in terms of the way that she tends to double down. We've talked about that in this episode quite a bit. And we acknowledge that that's a huge problem. Right. I will say in this instance, I'm just extending a little bit of not even grace, but empathy, because I know that that's something I've struggled with mm-hmm. when you hear so much negative pushback about something mm-hmm. that's very personal or feels very like a personal attack rather than a teaching yeah. moment. I don't listen to shit like that. And I just kind of will lump everything together and be like, this is not worth me listening to this criticism anymore. Sure. You know, you just kind of shut down. Sure. So I'm just saying that that sounds like kind of what happened here. Has she doubled down on some really terrible things in the past? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it understandable that she might have reacted the way that she did in this scenario? Yes, I do think it is. Because especially when... When it calls into question, like, your, your parenting. parenting. Yeah. People are sensitive about that. And rightfully so. Sure, yeah. Because that's a very personal thing. It is. And there's no one correct way to go about yes. being a parent either. Exactly. So sometimes things are, like, differences yeah. of opinion or culture, belief systems. I wish like that, that both sides in this controversy had phrased things differently. I think that there was a lot of opportunity for a better way of doing things on both sides. That's that's where I'm going to say. I'm not going to say that yeah, I'm not going to say that either side is wrong or right. I'm going to say that there's there, there's some growth that needed to happen on both sides. Yeah, know? I understand that, but I also think too she did not have to double down. She didn't have to. And I think that's where I take a lot of issue with her is like the yeah. doubling down on stuff. So whatever. I still don't like her. All right. Next question. No, I, I mean, I'm not saying you have to like her. I'm just. And I won't. I'm just, I understand a little bit more of that scenario from yeah. my personal experience. Yeah, I get what you're saying. All right. Which of these people has Bethany had a feud with? Gordon Ramsay. Okay. I'm going to give you options. Remember, it's not fill in the blank. Is one of them Gordon Ramsay? Nope. Because if so, that one. Nope. Okay. Are um, they all chefs? A, Martha Stewart. She's a chef. And a very successful business person mm-hmm. who was only briefly in prison. B. Okay, well, she. Okay. Rachel Zoe. You know Rachel Zoe, right? Also a chef, right? Nope. She is. She has like, like the a, dog food. No, you're thinking of Rachel Ray. Oh. Do you know Rachel Zoe? She's she, on Bravo for a bit. What does she look like? She's very skinny, kind of dried out looking, I hate to say. Oh, like a Slim Jim? Yeah, kind of. Is she like a talk show host or? Um, no, she um, was like a designer and like mm. a, for celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? I can't even picture her, but I do know who I'm you're gonna talking about I'm going to show you now. a picture right now. She's kind of Slim Jimmy. Oh, man. Okay. This is not about body shaming. This is I know, about showing I know. concern. I know. That was a, that's a disturbing photo. I know. Here's another photo of her. That's also a disturbing photo. She, yeah. Well, this is not a Rachel Zoe episode. Here's a photo. Um, this is a better photo where she's looking a little healthier. Oh, that's that's much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So A. Martha Stewart, B. Rachel Zoe, mm-hmm. or C. Paris Jackson, daughter of Michael Jackson. Oh God, I hope she didn't have a feud with Paris Jackson because mm. also she's a child. She is. I or, mean, she's like twenty-one now. But yeah, she's a young adult. Or D, all of the above. Oh. Oh, man, because I can totally see it with Martha Stewart because, you know, she was on Celebrity Apprentice. Uh You said that she made it pretty far, which means she didn't win. Correct. And she might have had some beef about that with with Martha, thought that something was unfair or whatever. I can totally see her having beef with Rachel Zoe just because obvious reasons. So I can see it being 
D all of the above, except that I don't, I don't want her to have had a feud with a child. Mm. That seems really inappropriate. Mm-hmm. However, it does sound like As a lot know. of her aggression has been child related, yeah. whether it's geared towards a child or about a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to kind of have to go with D all of the above. Correct. Yeah. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Take a sad sip for sad that. Sad sip for that. So can you tell me about each one of them? Yeah. So Martha Stewart really doesn't like Rachel Zoe. And Martha Stewart is not shy Martha about- Martha Stewart doesn't like Rachel Zoe? No. I mean- Well, this is like a three-way feud. Oh, no. Oops. I was looking at Rachel Zoe and I meant Bethany Frankel. <laughs> I don't know how Martha Stewart feels about Rachel Zoe. But, Rachel but Martha, feel Martha? free to reach out and let yeah. us know. Either one of you can come on and we'll talk about it. Absolutely. One Rachel to another. Let us know. <laughs> Rachel Squared. Rachel Squared. It's our new podcast with me, Rachel Zoe. Oh, I'm so jealous. You're not included. Damn it. <laughs> she said you're not fashionable enough to <gasps> Rachel Zoe. She said Rachel. Well, now we're in a feud. She said Judge Rachel is the more fashionable of the two judges on this podcast. New celebrity feud. And it happened here first. Yeah, so Martha Stewart called Bethany Frankel a pest. I will say Martha has some very strong vocal opinions about people. Martha will say shit and like, just like, nope, that's what I said, I mean it. Yep. And not say things in like a bigoted way, but just like sometimes be really mean when it's not called for. She always uses, like even saying this person's a pest instead of like, I just found her super annoying, is such a Martha thing to do. It's such like an upper class... The Hamptons sort of. But she, you know, she chose her pest. words very carefully. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a little flyer mosquitoes like buzzing around you like, oh, what a pest. It's so, it's such a mean thing to say about somebody, but also it's such a power play, like demeaning yes, sort of like, like, I'm you're so big and you're small. Me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. God, you yeah. gotta kind of love Martha, right? She's got some big cojones. She does. She's mean, but I love it. Mm-hmm. She has not mellowed with age either. No, she's gotten more blunt with age. <laughs> I mean, when she Very starts, blunt. when her mind starts to go, I'm going to be like, Martha. I know. Well, then she might get into things that were not okay. Who knows? Uh, she's old too. Yeah. With the Rachel Zoe thing, Bethany Frankel seems to have kind of started it, like tweeting about Rachel Zoe's designs and making fun of it. And then Rachel Zoe. I mean, Zoe, were they funny? No, not really. They weren't oh. like funny tweets. No, I mean, were the things she was making fun of funny? No. Oh. So it's just kind of mean-spirited. Yeah, and, like, uncalled for, like, you two have no issue with one another. Like, you've never interacted, really, as far as I know. So Rachel Zoe then called her desperate. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Like, why are you trying to use me just to get attention for yourself? I mean, it's all about the number of followers, the number of likes, all of that stuff. That's how these people continue to move their businesses forward. Right. You know, it is all about the attention. It is. And so I wouldn't be surprised to know that a lot of this kind of shit is just manufactured by the person who's like, who can I target right now? That's like not such a big deal that they're going to completely crush me and ruin me. Right. But is a big enough deal that well, it's going to still garnish Well, Rachel also attention. had a show on Bravo for a buzz. Did you ever watch that one? I didn't, no. I watched it with um, some of my roommates in college. I bet that there's some kind of contractual thing where if these people like phrase things in a certain way so that it's not actually like defamatory or something, yeah, they're not allowed to legally like go after each other for like spirited kind of shit where it's like, why are you starting this? It was kind of dumb. It is like, for the attention. Using, like, Oh, it was absolutely like Bethany was using Rachel Zoe's catchphrases kind of it, but like making fun of her as a stylist. Okay. That's funny. But they weren't funny tweets. I hate it when people try and like, if you're going to be a mean girl, be witty about it. And it wasn't witty. Like, it feels sometimes like these celebrities, they're not capable of actually 
Wit. Doing witty stuff. No. So it's more mm-hmm. of instead of being like a like a oh she just said that like Martha Stewart does. Right. It's oh, much more yeah. of like a oh I just walked over this person and pushed them into a mud puddle and it's and like that's well kinda, that's not that's kind of like what Bethany was doing. Yeah. So let's top you up too. Thank you. I've I've had to drink a lot during this. Me too. Oh, I splashed a little bit. It's fine. It's white wine. It won't stain anything. Except yeah. For then, your red couch. Oh no. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> You did say you were starting your period today. I know. I love that I just aired that for Thank everyone. Thank you. So I'm all a of woman. You, all of you at home, you can go ahead and mark, mark that on your calendars cal- if you would like to sync up. Cool. Sync up challenge. Yes. I know I am. Are you paying me for this? So you're kind of infringing on my intellectual property right now. No, I'm starting my period. So I can I started up with first. You. You owe me money now. I'm syncing up with you. You owe me money. <laughs> Is that how it works? We're syncing our bank accounts. That's why it's called syncing. Oh. Yeah. I would like to withdraw from this thing. You cannot. Damn it. <laughs> so the thing with Paris Jackson is actually really terrible. So Bethany Frankel tweeted something that was supposed to be in support after a reported attempt at suicide on Paris Jackson's part. Oh, no. Paris Jackson shot back and said, like, what Bethany was saying was lies and was untrue. But, but wait, you said Bethany was in, like, support? She was, like, reaching out yes. to care? Yes. Well, but then she's seems- also tweeting it to someone she does not know, to someone who may or may not want her personal affairs aired publicly. And he had well, not confirmed about any sort of, like, suicide attempt in any way, shape, or form. So to me, it's like multi-layered. One, you're talking about a very young person. Because at this time, Paris Jackson was like late teens, early 20s. So very young. Technically an adult, but still very young. Two, this person had not commented on the rumors that were going around. That to me is more the clincher. Because, I mean, if this has already reached the public, which it would have had to for Bethany to know if she doesn't personally know her, then it's kind of like that's fair game to talk about. And if you're doing it in a nice way... But if she's actually not confirming it, then why are you for attention again? Right, again. It's and for so attention. that feels very disingenuous. And like Bethany and Paris, by all accounts and for all I know, don't necessarily know each other. So why are you jumping in on somebody who mm-hmm. you don't know? Again, it was an it was an attention ploy on Bethany's right. part, and Paris got rightfully upset about it. Right. So okay, final question. This is a short response. Fill in the blank. Yes. Okay. Doing really well so far. I think you've gotten all but one right. Uh, yeah, all but the yeah. the four year old pajama. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bethany wrote a novel called Skinny Dipping about jumping into a giant swimming pool full of skinny girl wine. Okay, yeah. Tell me what the book is about. It's about. Tell me a little, like a synopsis, like what would be on the back cover of it. If you're in a bookstore browsing the shelves and you came across Skinny Dipping Dipping, by Bethany Frankel. What would you um, read to know what the book is about? So it wouldn't be on the back of the book because the back of the book would actually have just a bunch of quotes about reviews. But this is a book. Yes, it would be very. It is on paper. Yeah. One of the books to come out this year. It has dot, dot, dot words. Yes. Then obviously there would be like a photo and a bio Mm. on the one side and then the front side would actually. They're not saving the bio for the jacket. No, this is the jacket. Oh, inside the jacket. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. This so is a hardcover book. Oh, is it? And it's the font is is a little bit too large. It's Comic it's Sans, bit, thirty point font. And it's a little bit like space, like double space. You know. I will say, do you get like irrationally upset if like you get a book and the font is not to your liking? You're like, yeah. I don't want to fucking read this anymore. For me, it's more about the sizing of the words. 
I don't. So font size? Yeah, font size. Okay, not rather the than font actual itself. font. Yeah, okay. I get really upset if it's too large because to me it's like, well, why did I just buy this book? Because usually it's online or something, you know. Especially for the, the mature reader whose eyes are going. It's also it's also filler to make the book look longer than it, it is, actually yeah. is, it and is. it's like, well, now I just feel like a dumbass who bought a dumb dumb book. Well, like it's the it's the adult equivalent of a picture book at that yeah. point. Yeah. All right. So what's this book jacket about? Okay. So it's about... The book is called Skinny Dipping. Just yes. a reminder. It's about a girl. What's her name? I'm going to go with Beth, but it's short for Elizabeth. Okay. And she grew up in upstate New York and she okay. moves to the big city. Which big city? New York New York. City? New okay. York City. To try and pursue her dreams in the world of fashion. Oh, but she, it's more like she's not a designer. It's more mm-hmm. of like she's in the advertisement fashion sort of. Okay. She's like, like a copywriter or something? Yeah. And like magazine ads, okay. things like that. She works for a magazine called like Today's Fashion. Yeah. Like On Point. Okay. Something like that. On Trend Magazine. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Called Scarves Galore. <laughs> scarves, scarves, scarves. And sometimes sandals. But not with a scarf yeah. ever. Ugh, faux pas. Well, and... Then, so part of it is that she's trying to work her way up through the ranks of scarf, scarf, scarves. Mm-hmm. But then she gets an offer from the rival magazine, Pashmina's Galore. Oh, they're the snooty ones. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, this could really help my career, but I've like really kind of mm. built a relationship with these people. Mm-hmm. She feels very twisted. And the only thing mm-hmm. that can help her clear her head. Mm-hmm. Because she also has to erase the demons of her past. Like, her father died in a horse training accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and her mother was an alcoholic, single mm-hmm. mother from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother died in a horrible scarf accident. Oh, no. In she a Pashmina would... accident. <laughs> and that's part of the dilemma. Like, do I go and make more money? <laughs> a horse bit her Pashmina and popped her head right off. Oh, also, she found out that the Pashmina magazine was working with some very dubious... Fashion houses, some of them were making pashminas out of, of horses. horses. Oh, I knew it. So. so. You can imagine a lot of drama. Yeah. So the only way that she so can really. So far, this is a very long book check. The only way that she can clear her head. <laughs> only because you keep commenting. Save that would, for the back of the book. I would love it, though, if, like, a book jacket just had, like, a random person interjecting their comments. That would be amazing. Our book will have that. Yes, Trademarked. Sure. Trademarked. You can't do it now. So anyway, the only way for her to clear her head and, like be able to like bring herself back into focus mm-hmm. is by skinny dipping mm. on the the pool that's at the top of the office building where she right. works. We don't know why they have a pool, but they do. It's New York City, baby. Yeah. Anything can happen. And at the very end, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you a spoiler as to which way she goes, like in her decision making, but when she makes her decision, mm-hmm. she celebrates by filling the entire pool with skinny girl California white. Mm-hmm. And goes skinny dipping one last time. Mm. And the moonlight really shimmers off of the greenish gold Mm. of the color of the wine. Mm. Yeah. It's very inspirational. It is. You know what? I'm going to say yes. (gasps) Even though you're all wrong. Oh, no. But you read that book. It's a better book than what's written. Would you want to read about this girl who can't decide between scarves? What's her name again? Beth. And what's her last name? Betherson. Mm-hmm. Beth Betherson Beth from Betherson. Upstate New York. I think we have a book that we're going to read. Now, her name is actually Bess Besserson, oh. but she has a lisp. Oh, that's what she overcomes? She does not overcome it. <laughs> she never okay. overcomes it. Overcomes it. Um, um, the book is actually about Faith Brightstone. Faith Brightstone? Faith. 
That's what I said. Faith Brightstone. Faith Brightstone, who goes and moves to L.A. From? New York, yeah. He goes okay. to L.A. Okay, I'm, to I'm so far. To get her start in the acting career, but then she's torn between two different guys. Oh, my God. She forgot the romantic subplot in yours. No, she's learning to love herself. Obviously, no, there's going to be... No, women don't want that in a book. There's going to be some office dalliances. We want some hot dudes. One is clearly well, bad. One's clearly good. Well, yeah, the recruiter from Pashmina's is Galore evil. is evil, but super but hot, hot and wealthy and has a private jet. It's the owner of Scarf, Scarf, Scarves. He's more of like, I worked my way like up through the ranks. like a clamming family. They have a lot of money. His father's a lobsterman. Oh. Yeah. He's just like... Down, down to, to earth. earth. Yeah, yeah, he didn't grow up with money. He had to claw his way to the top. But, uh, like but it. he's maintained his sort maintained. of like. Maintained. Like it? Yeah. You're good with the puns today, bud. <laughs> he's maintained his care for the everyman. Right. He's like, scarves are a practical accessory. Exactly. They're not for just the rich. Right. This isn't like a park pashmina. This isn't no. parkside pashminas. Ooh, parkside pashminas. Don't you want to open a store now called Parkside Pashminas? I do want to write a sitcom pilot called Parkside Pashminas. Oh, my God. Okay, so first of all, brilliant idea. Second of all, I'm trademarking it. Thirdly. Am I not included? I'm now going to give you the rough synopsis of what this comedy series is about. Okay, Parkside Pashminas, go. It is about an old, widowed, Upper East Side woman Mm -hmm. who decides she needs to fill her days with something. So she has too many Pashminas. She has so many Pashminas. And she realizes not other people... Yep. Think about it. Reset. Go again. She realizes that other people. There you go. Don't have enough pashminas. pashminas. Mm-hmm. So what's the solution here? You open Parkside a pashmina. Pashminas. Yeah. Yes. And she hires, you know, just a goofy little scramble of unlikely people. Okay. Who are people? So, Wait. What? First of all, what's Parkside Pashmina's name? Patty. Patricia. I think. Patrice. Patrice? That sounds like an Upper East Side name, right? Patrice Pashmina is her last. Is she of the Pashmina family? No, she's not. She's Finkelstein. Okay, so she's a little kooky. Yeah, she's okay. she's got a lot of kooky. She wears some big glasses. Yeah, but definitely that grew up with money, has had money. Okay. Sometimes she comes and brings her maid just to like serve her lunch kind of thing. All right, so we've got Patrice Finkelstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, who and else? So then one of the shop employees is mm-hmm. going to be, we'll name her Gretchen something. Okay. And she's an NYU student okay. who's like studying feminist theory. Is this like an and internship for her? No, but she's like, she's part-time paying. Job. Yeah, she has okay. a part-time job, you know, to like pay for like She is expenses. a part-time job. She is, well, she's a full-time job because <laughs> she's exhausting with all of her political leanings and constant oh, like Gretchen. opining about the plight of women. Oh, is she like a feminist? She's a total, yeah, she's studying feminist theory. Okay. Yeah, and she wants to talk about it all the time. And then you've got like. She wear overalls to Parkside Pashmina's. Patrice is, like, not having it. Right. Yeah. And then there's a lovable hippie artist who's still in art school, even though he's 31 or something, you know? Okay. Is that code for gay? Uh, He could be gay, yeah. Okay. We can make him gay. What's his name? Gary. Gay Gary? Gay Gary. (laughs) Gary. 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 What's Gary's last name? Homocock. He had no choice in this, right? With a last name like that. You are born that way. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. Correct. Thank you for getting it. You're welcome. What's Gretchen's last name, by the way? Volva. Bush. Uh, Bush. Okay. Oh, is she from the Bush family? She's rebelling against her conservative family values. She could be like a lesser cousin or like a second, not a lesser cousin, a second cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but honestly, second cousins are lesser. Otherwise, oh, the they'd be first cousins. Cousin. The familyism here, I guess. 
Okay. And then you've got to have like the pashmina delivery person who delivers the pashminas. His name is Big Al. And oh, I love he, Big Al. Big mm-hmm. Al's great. So he's got like a really thick kind of like New York Italian accent. Okay. He used to be a member of the mob, but he's just too like gentle and loving for that. So he was like, I got to go straight and like deliver pashminas. And deliver pashminas. And so like she brought him out of that. Okay. She gave him the opportunity. Patrice recognized in Al yeah. that there's something more beyond just like gang exactly. So he sources and delivers the pashminas for her. Does he also like bring her some like spaghetti? Oh yeah, it's, he okay. definitely like brings stuff from his wife or his mom. Like he still oh, lives with his, lives his mom. mom. Yeah, yeah. He's with his mom. and he's like a big guy. Yeah, and sometimes he like regresses and slips up, and and she has to be like, now Big Al, where did we where did we get these pashminas? And he's like, they fell off a truck. She's like, that's right. Now you go get me some legitimate pashminas, all right? And she's like. Pinches his cheek Did, and he walks off. Do Gary off. and Big Al fall in love as the show goes on? Big Al is straight. Okay. But there are definitely going to be a couple of episodes about the gang getting together because they feel like he needs love. Okay. But then it turns hilarious because they have like a bet going about who can be the best matchmaker for him. And obviously oh. they're all three going for completely different types. Oh, I love it. That's a good episode. I love this sitcom. It was the golden age of the late 90s, early 2000s. It really is. You know what? I think we've got a winner. Let's pitch it to NBC. I think that they would pick it up. We have to work on our elevator pitch, though. Picture it. Pajminas. Done. That's all I need to say. Maybe we could, like, hire some actors. Or no, like, intern some actors. Mm. I was going to say to mimes. Do... So there's, like, no words. We don't have to pay we them. We could fill in the words. We, don't have to... yes, we can do the we voices. We will provide the words. Or let's just cut them out and just go straight puppets. <laughs> you that love was that a very so much, you joke. <laughs> you know I love a good puppet. I know you love... I don't think that that's quite the direction we're okay. going. So but... yesterday, boyfriend and I walked into a bookstore, and we were, like, just browsing around. Walking were they having through. a children's puppet book time? They did have a children's section. He did wander into it and come out and be like, Rachel, they've got puppets. <laughs> you he, love puppets a lot. I And I you do. also really love reading inappropriate things to children. So what if I you had, do. like, a puppet... Like a reading deal. time With at a, a local just a library. Giant dildo on the puppet. No, but you could do. You could pick like. I think my idea works. <laughs> I I think that that could possibly get you into legal trouble. Mm, probably, but yeah. If true. you were to read like Fifty Shades of Grey, that's not technically pornography. So you're not like exposing pornography to children, right? I'm just exposing them to bad books. Oh, we don't want to do that. Yeah. Lady Chatterley's Lover. Okay, we can. Do it's that. not pornography anymore. No, D.H. Lawrence is good. Yeah. So that's fine. That's fine. With puppets. <laughs> With puppets. Oh, my God. We absolutely should have a drinking party one day, have our friends over and make... <gasps> Everybody make, has to make a puppet and we only communicate but, through puppets for the rest of the day? But it yes. has to be based off of classic literature characters. Okay, how many friends do you think would be in for this idea? Well, okay, there's definitely... I know you and I Definitely me, definitely you. Um, fact checker would have to come because it's mandatory. It's mandatory. Boyfriend, Boyfriend would have, have to come because it's mandatory. Choice, yeah. yeah. Um, we might have to tell them what... How many other people do you think we could rope into this? What if we did not tell them that that was happening? We just said this is like an afternoon cocktail tea party. And then we forced them into crafts and And, classic literature. Yes. Okay, we can do that. I think that that works. That works. Oh, my my friend would come over. Yeah? Mary Kathleen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. She'd come in for Mm -hmm. it. I'd be right up there, Ali. Okay, here's the thing that we're going to have to choose the book for the other person. 
Or you draw out of a hat. I think you have to draw out of a hat because I don't want to see what other people pick as classic literature. And we both know that both Fact Checker and Boyfriend would not take this seriously. And I'm not trying to get pissed off at a fun puppet party. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what, Topher? I think I love this idea. (laughs) Um, Who would you pick for yourself? Who would you want to make a puppet of? Oh, I don't know. Pick for me. And I'll pick for you. Okay. I mean, I kind of want to do like some kind of either Regency or Victorian mm. era. Very busty. Uh, well, I, I mean, can we, give a puppet some you boobs. You can give a Yeah, that's up to you. That's creative license because we right. don't know what these people actually looked like. That's right. But I think like a, a Marianne Dashwood Ooh. would be good. I also think a, um, what was her name? Uh, Catherine from, oh, you know, Jane Eyre would be fun. Oh, I do love Jane Eyre. Or what if you were the wife that's locked up in In the the attic? attic? Bertha? Mm. Bertha, right? I think so, yeah. No, sorry, spoiler alerts, but. (laughs) For Jane Eyre. (laughs) I don't know if they've read it. Who would you pick for me? I was going to say Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster. No, Frankenstein's monster. I mean, I thought about Dracula for you. Oh, I'd love a good Dracula. Or who was not Mina, but the friend. Uh, Mina was the friend. No, Mina was the, the main heroine. The friend was, uh, her last name was Westenra. Mm, the one they had the to like decapitate. The sexy one who died. Yeah. yeah. They mm, decapitate yeah. her and they shiver. That's right, yeah. Her thing with garlic. Yeah, I would do that, yeah. Would you, would it be pre or post decapitation? It would be both, like a Velcro attachment that's that I could remove. That's so smart. Now, right. what do you do? Thank you. Are these sock puppets? Yes. So what do you do with your hand? My hand retracts into the puppet. <gasps> okay. Into the tube. It's a retractable. Yes. Okay. You get it. Gotcha. I didn't know that your hands were retractable. I'm pretty clever. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I could see for you. I mean, we could go classic like Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. Which you know I love. Colonel Brandon, Mr. Willoughby, whatever. Oh, sexy puppets. We're yeah. doing sexy puppets now. Or horror. Or horror. Why not both? Sexy horror puppets. Yeah. Or I could just like throw a curveball at you and be like, Huck Finn. Which I don't think you would like, but I would like I would to see you struggle like that. through that. I would not like that. Why do you say it like a Dr. Seuss? Sam, I am. Yes. So I was thinking earlier today as... About Sam, I am. Well, I was thinking of different metaphors for like when you... Because we were talking about cocktails in another Mm -hmm. like smaller episode. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of good metaphors for how you don't want to go in and tell a bartender or a cocktail, like the creator of a cocktail, to sub out certain ingredients. Mm. And the only thing that I could think of as a good metaphor was for book nerds like us, where it's like, you wouldn't walk up to Jane Austen and be like, I would love to read this new story that you wrote called Pride and Prejudice. But instead of Elizabeth Bennett, can you yeah. please insert Edward Cullen as the heroine? And Honestly, then, then I was like, I, actually, I no, that. I would. I would read that. that. I was I'd like, that's that. a bad example because it's just fallacious. Like, I would I'd read, read that. I'd read that book. Yeah, I read that book for sure. Mr. Darcy having so much disdain for this young teen vampire, Ugh. male teen vampire. He's so moody. But then they end up gradually respecting and falling in love with each other. That sounds like a really sweet story. It sounds way better than the actual Twilight, I will tell you that. It does, yeah. So I do you like good Stephanie Myers, that? maybe you should have like thought of a better plot, because I just did. Yeah. Ooh, burn on you, Stephanie yeah. Meyer. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what? Is it time to wrap this up? Yeah, because who cares more about Bethany Frankel? We're done with her. Yeah. Do you want to deliver a verdict? Yeah, I think we know what we're going to say. Yeah. Okay. So three, two, two, 
one. So fucking guilty. Guilty, 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 guilty. Yeah. guilty. I will say she did sell the Skinny Girl brand. So if you do buy it, you're not giving money directly to her. She already made her money off of that. So Thank you for no saying worries. that because I was actually a little bit concerned that we had just given yeah. her $9. So. I know because boyfriend was like, if she's so terrible, why don't you just drink a different one? We <laughs> And we've made a very strong stand in the past about not supporting TERFs. So. Yeah, so exactly. Um, so I'm glad to know that we did not act hypocritically. We didn't. She did not get any money from my $9 purchase at the liquor store. Cheers to that. That's Cheers. the best news I've heard all day. Yeah, Bethany Frankel, you... Have some work to do on yourself. You have a lot of work to do. And so you know what? Be better, do better. I'm even going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and extend you the grace of saying, we understand that you're not perfect. We understand that we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And that we all have underlying ideas and issues that we're not even aware of. Mm-hmm. But you need to do a better job of listening to other people when they come to you in these teachable moments. Especially when it's about something that you do not have direct personal, personal experience, experience mm-hmm. about. Listen to others. Trust who do. us. Trust us. And listen with a sense of understanding rather than reacting. 100%. I am not going to tell you how to sell parts of your company, how to come up with, although I could tell you how to come up with brilliant business ideas. Clearly you've got them. I've got some great products. But I'm not going to teach you about business. So don't try and come to me and tell me that you know more about the gay and trans and queer community than I do. Yep. So do better. Do and better. Be um, better. Yeah, that's it. If you all want to listen to more of us, you can find us on any podcast platform. And importantly, rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends to listen in too. Please do. They might not have heard of us. It's unlikely. <laughs> However, anything is possible. Again, you all should be putting in your own money and time to invest in ads for us. And I'm kind of upset that you haven't at this point. Yeah. So get on that. Yeah. Thanks. That's going to be a separate <laughs> mini so that we do, which is just a shaming yeah. of our listeners. Yes. Sidebar shame time. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, for sticking with us. And we will see you next time. Yeah. And get in touch with us on True Crimes Against Wine at Gmail, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. The works. The work. The works. You got it. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Ciao. Bye. Bye.